1: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Benched with Bubba, continuing our team-by-team previews to get you ready for the 2023 fantasy baseball season. And we wrap up the NL Central with the Pittsburgh Pirates, a fun team. I think it's more fun than most people give credit for. We'll see how this goes. But uh, it'll be it'll be interesting for the, uh, the youth and maybe a non-Brian Reynolds trade. But, again, we'll talk about that in a second here. I have a special guest to help me break down the Pirates. You can find them. Over at rotaballer.com doing everything baseball, <laughs> football, basketball, probably anything else that you know you could think of. He'll do it. He's a busy, busy man over there. And he's on Twitter at Thunder Dan DFS. Dan, how we doing, my friend?
2: Bubba. Thrilled to be here, man. A huge fan of your work and um uh, big fan of this show. And uh, I'm glad to finally make it on. I know uh I'm like the resident Pittsburgh expert, but um not really though. Like I'm just I hope I'm not too negative about my own team. I have very low expectations um as we kind of get used to in pittsburgh but
1: well it'll be fun i appreciate (laughs) you joining me it's uh it's been a long time coming, and don't worry about the negative tivity thing. I had Jeff Erickson on to do the Reds; that was a very negative podcast. Oh, yeah. uh, I just did a Giants preview earlier today; not the most positive podcast. So I get it, I get it. There is just some teams we just have to cover, and that's sure. just how the how things go. But before we get started, let everybody know what you got going on at Roto Baller because you you got, like I'm not even joking. Dan's got his hand in, like a little bit of everything.
2: Yeah, man, I mean just uh, like I do most of the DFS, but I'm I've been a lot more into sports betting in the last 2 years. Uh nothing against DFS, i still play DFS every day, but I uh, do a lot more sports betting stuff. I'll be doing um definitely some baseball betting stuff here coming up and um hopefully I uh, Eric Smolski and I reboot our um podcast that we had last last year that we did a little bit during baseball um uh the learning curve and um, I have my own sports setting, Substack, too. It's been going strong here for since last baseball season. So check that out if you get a chance. Um, but, uh, yeah, a little bit of everything, man. Like, this, things are finally starting to calm down. If you would have <laughs> talked to me back in, like, November when it was, like, baseball was wrapping up, football was midseason, basketball was going strong, but football is at least over. And now NBA is on all-star break after tonight. So I'm, like, actually ready to dig in and, like, I know a lot of you baseball, all your baseball guys are like already been in it, but I'm, I need to like catch up the next week and get, get myself ready for baseball season. So,
1: that's the perfect time to, uh, to get ready. Like you said, the all star break and everything coming up. So, Dan knows his stuff. I ain't worried about that. He'll get caught up pretty quick in that (laughs) regard. Um, let's talk to Pittsburgh Pirates. Let's have a little fun here. Yeah. And we'll we'll start with like the most exciting guy potentially, and that's O'Neal Cruz. Um, we know everyone they tell you about the swing and miss with O'Neal Cruz, but improved. As the season went on, ridiculous power, ridiculous arm strength doesn't really help in fantasy. But uh, what's your kind of thoughts on O'Neill Cruz ADP of around 74 the last few weeks? And it's kind of a risk reward pick, it feels like.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, I was just looking at his ADP here and I was like, wow, um, he's really up there. But I get it. Like all the stack cast metrics are like just through the roof speed, the um, like the exit velocity. Like he was like just when he does hit the ball, he just absolutely destroys the baseball. Um, and so all the, like, you know, all the metrics are there. Can he make more contact? And if he does, you know, and, and will they let him steal bases, encourage him to steal bases? All that's kind of up in the air, but you're, dra- I think you're drafting him on that, on his upside there at that point. And if you're someone who doesn't want to take a risk that early, then, then don't, because he certainly is risky. Like he's got a pretty big hole in a swing. He doesn't hit breaking balls real well. Still like there's still, there's reasons to be. Again, I don't want to be overly pessimistic as a Pirates fan, but um there's a lot like certainly is a raw talent, but there's a lot of um a lot of question marks if he'll take that next step to being more consistent you know, this season so.
1: Yeah, I'm 100% on board with you. and That's why I've had trouble drafting him at all this early draft season just because at that price, I kind of feel like I need him to pay off more. But he, he does have the ceiling where he can blow that price out of the water Sure, if he, if he figures it out. But that's a big if, of course. Right, um, And that's just I'm not a real risk drafter type situation. So sure. I've had problems doing it. So I wouldn't worry about your uh, quote-unquote pessimism here. It's it's an interesting situation with him. If he can start hitting the off-speed pitches and lefties better, it's more appealing but uh yeah i kind i kind of just see it first
2: the lefty thing is definitely a problem his lefty splits were really bad last year um and you know if he's going to be hitting first he's going to play every day like he's not just like a platoon guy or anything you're not going to get around it he's got to figure out how to you know work some counts and and just be like a more consistent hitter he's not facing you know these triple a pitchers anymore and but he is a pretty good bad ball hitter too like he's like kind of reminds me of like a Vladdy guerrero where he'll like take one off of his shoes or he'll hit one of his eyeballs out which is cool but you know today you got to be disciplined too
1: yeah so it'll be interesting it'll be fun to watch i don't know if i'll have any shares but it'll be fun to watch for sure uh let's go to brian reynolds here a stud outfielder adp of around 91 we know we know we expect usually a good bag and average kind of struggled a bit last year but you know the power has been there occasional speed rumors of a trade uh what are your thoughts on brian reynolds this season
2: I mean, that's a guy who I feels more safe drafting based on. We've seen him do it now a number of times. He is like the opposite, like probably low risk, low reward, because I don't know that you're gonna get much more ceiling out of him there, right? But mm-hmm. you're gonna get, you know, what you're gonna get. You're gonna get some steals. You're gonna get good, good average. He's a switch hitter, you know. So he's never. You he can always spin around and have the platoon advantage. And then if he does get a trade out of there, I don't, I don't know. We're all speculating then. He could land somewhere, but in a better lineup with more lineup protection and maybe a better home park too for, you know, for power and stuff. So I I do like Brian Reynolds. I'm I'm kind of a fanboy. Fizz. I'm very bummed that he's leaving Pittsburgh, but um, yeah, he's to me. He's a pretty safe. He's kind of the opposite of O'Neill Cruz. He's a very safe pick there.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like the uh, batting average has to bounce back a bit. So yeah. if that bounces back with the power, like you said, if he relocates you know no offense with the Pirates, probably That's a better big. team, like no. you said. Like, yeah, uh, so it, it is a very enticing situation with Brian Reynolds uh, in, in a big, big way. One of the players I've had a tough time with every year because I'm just waiting for it to happen is Cabrian Hayes. And like right now, I'm kind of hesitant. We saw the 20 steals last year, which mm-hmm. was nice. We still haven't seen the power because it's the ball on the ground so much, right? But, um, what's your thoughts on Cabrian Hayes? Still super young, we know he's talented, it just hasn't all come together yet.
2: Yeah, he's so toolsy. Like he's really, he really is. Um, the, the he did battle injuries a lot last year. You know, especially earlier in the year. I think if you, it's hard to really judge him too much until you see him healthy for a full season and what he can put together. So, um, uh, he's a guy. I mean, looking at his ADP, you're, I think he offers a lot more reward at his price versus like an O'Neill P- Cruz with a, a safer floor too. Uh, taking him later on in drafts. Yeah, I like him a lot. Like how often you're gonna get 20 steals from a third baseman. I mean, that's a pretty rare combination there. Um can hit for average. Hopefully they can they can piece some guys around. It's nice that they got we'll talk about McCutcheon here in a minute, but it's nice they got a couple other respectable hitters around him, perhaps to give to give him a little bit of lineup protection as opposed to at times last year their lineup looked like what, like a double A lineup at some time. It was it was embarrassingly bad. I mean, at least the projected starting lineup is like a real lineup. It's not, mm-hmm. like, great hitters, but it's better than them rolling out, like, literally minor league guys every night. So, yeah, I really do like Brian Hayes. I think he's a guy that's definitely worth a, worth a shot.
1: Yeah, that ADP of 170 over the last couple of weeks, it's like what we paid for him in recent years. And I, and we were both kind of saying it's, it's he's so close, it feels like, to finally hitting that potential where a lot of prospect analysts were saying, this could be a 2020 dude. Yeah. And he has, he has, hasn't found the power yet because he's always on the ground. And we saw the steals now like is this the year are we getting closer to the year like can you give us 15 20 like it's it's gonna be interesting for sure yeah
2: like a post-type breakout kind of thing for him he Mm -hmm. yeah and people are gonna bail on him because they he burned him last year or whatever i think uh i'm in on him at that at that ap for sure
1: yeah i'm starting to become more and more interested that's for sure especially with the way third base gets nasty yeah for sure right um you mentioned Kutch. I love this move for many reasons. It's just a baseball nostalgia thing, like coming yeah. back to Pittsburgh. Uh, I still think he's got a little bit of fun in. I'm like, there was a tweet even today where Kutch, like, he's strolling with the, with the gold and black on, talking and stuff. And ADP of 324. He still played in 134 games and hit 17 bombs last year. So there's still right. something left in the tank for the 36 year old. What's your thoughts on Kutch uh, coming into 2023?
2: Yeah, I mean, as far as non fantasy storyline, like he it's a great thing that he's coming home. It's gonna he's gonna help sell some tickets. I think that's more than anything, that was the move to bring in some positive PR for the organization and bring in a leader, a veteran leader who can mentor some of these younger guys, give Kutch a chance to finish out his career, kinda where he started it. And um so like non fantasy stuff, great, great stuff, love it. Fantasy wise, I mean I mean, what are you doing at that ADP? You're like he's not you're not all that invested in him, so why not and I think he will play a lot like as long as his health holds up they don't have it's not like they're gonna platoon him or or bench him maybe he's gonna get a rest day here and there but he's gonna play they 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 want they don't have anybody better right I mean he's yeah. gonna hit he's gonna hit fifth or whatever fourth fifth and and he'll have some chances not a great park for right-handed power we know that um but you know he's at this point he's not like hitting 30 bombs anyways he's gonna hit some doubles and maybe what 15, 15 16 17 homers so um yeah, if you could grab him late, go for it. I don't, I don't see a problem with that.
1: Yeah, that, that's where I've been. I've been taking him late in a lot of my drafts and hold leagues and everything, just hoping he plays because I think he will unless he gets hurt, like you're saying. So enjoy yeah. one more good hurrah from Pretty McCutcheon much. And, yep. and, and have some fun with that. I'm not going to compare this to McCutcheon, but it's another veteran that um, hit 19 home runs last year, hit 202. I don't seem to be that bad of a hitter, but it's been bad for three straight years. Carlos Santana's ADP is way outside four hundred. Is there any fantasy relevance here, or am I just like on pure speculation?
2: Yeah, I've seen I've seen people throwing his name around, and I suppose he'll. I mean, they have you know they have Choi now too, but like they can DH one of those guys and they can play the other one at first. Um, well, if he's gonna play every day, and it is it is a short porch in right field, is he gonna maybe bounce back with some homer? I mean, he's always been a guy with good plate discipline, walks a lot, um, but. I don't know. I don't know if I see a ton of upside there. It's just uh, it's tough to get too excited about it cuz like it kind of feels like one of those moves where the pirates just bring in a guy who's going to fill the spot, right? A name everybody knows he's just there filling a spot in the lineup. I don't think he has a ton of upside, but um what you could do worse? You could do worse down mm-hmm. that range, I guess, and you know, later that late in drafts.
1: Uh, a few other guys we didn't really—I didn't put on the outline. But if you have any interest in any of them, let me know. Like there's G-Man Choi, Jake Sawinski, Rodolfo Castro. Um, anybody else that could potentially Cal Mitchell in the outfield? Is anybody that stands out as a maybe a fantasy dart somewhere? or we kind of already hit the main targets here in Pittsburgh? I
2: mean, it's gets pretty thin down there. I I'm definitely out on Choi. I'm not a big Choi guy. Um, Cal Mitchell is really—it's oh, a minor league talent kind of guy. Um, Rodolph Castro. I mean, Castro's got opportunity now with like Newman gone, and is going to play, and it showed had a little pop in his bat. He's like a guy to at least have on your radar, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe kind late the drafts, big. or or like a you know keep your eye on if he's on waivers the first few weeks, see what he does. Uh, he certainly should be on your radar. I think I don't know that you have to invest in him, but um, I mean, are we going to talk about Andy Rodriguez at all? Because that's a guy I think. I mean, I just don't yeah. know what the organization's going to do with him because. He's a guy that I do think you could be excited about if he gets that an early call up.
1: Yeah, I was really bummed when they went and saw, signed Austin Hedges because that's just a veteran to get in his way, and they have Cleveland yeah. and It feels like they're just waiting to like for service time with Indy because I love Indy. I've I've talked about him uh, way way back when, like in, when I was bored in December. Yeah, as a sure. guy that has like super talented hit tools, just can he get playing time? So what what are you what are you hearing? What are your thoughts in Pittsburgh on like the Indy hype train?
2: Well, I was asking some of my my buddies who are base, Pittsburgh baseball guys, and they, I don't know that anyone's all that excited about it because I think everyone just thinks the organization's going to screw it up and not and not you know play the service time game and all that stuff that they tend to do. But gosh, if they brought him up, I mean, he doesn't have to catch, right? He he can play in the field like he's it, as a pure baseball sense. It would make sense to bring him up and use him. He's clearly one of the best hitters in the organization. Um I don't know that they're going to do that. I know that, um, you know, if they struggle early, right, or if, or if Hedges doesn't do anything and like those guys are just, right, they're just placeholders. Yeah. I mean, if he gets a call up and gets a chance to play every day, he certainly is going to be worth it. I don't know that you can invest in him in drafts with that being the assumption because just you can't count on the Pirates. To, I mean, how long did they take to bring O'Neill Cruz up? That was driving people yeah. crazy, right?
1: 100% yeah and I'm, I'm, I was hoping Indy would get the chance just like we thought Cruz would get the chance that's a great comp right. and we'll probably have to get stuck with the same I guess conundrum yeah. uh, for most of the season but when he does get called up it's going to be uh, a fun run for what we've seen with him so far so 100% yeah. on board with you on that one uh, let's head to the mound let's talk about some of, one of your fun arms here and Ronzi Contreras who we saw a lot to like but also like um, I guess a few Concerns ADP of 288 right now. But the biggest thing is like the walks with Ronzi is the control. Yep. What, what are you thinking about this kid? He's still 23 years old and he looks like, you know, could have a good run at it this year.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I like him a lot. I think you can see when you watch him pitch, you can see that he has the, he has the stuff by, by clearly. And he has some times when he's on and he looks fantastic. And then there's just times where he, if you said he doesn't have his good stuff, his controls off, he's leaving pitches over the middle. Um I mean I'm at that ADP I'm I'm interested for sure I think he ha clearly has like some elite talent um I, I like him a lot uh, maybe it's wishful thinking that he's just going to come out and dominate early and be that ace that they need um the guy who actually I think is a little more compelling right is probably Mitch Keller just cuz you can get him so much cheaper but uh, I don't know if you want to just segue right into Keller or what you think about Yeah what the he's only
1: thing the only thing I was going to mention about Ronzi is he threw 130 innings last year, which is a big plus compared to some of these other young arms. Yeah, so I think we can get like 150, 160 out of him, which other young arms we can't. So that's uh, uh, intriguing. And uh, my buddy Michael Simeone, he's very, very high on Contreras. Just if he ever could control, like limit the walks, he says this guy's the limit for this kid. So he's really we'll see. good. We'll see. But yeah, Mitch Keller, it's it's a great point. His ADP is around 360-ish, give or take, over the last couple of weeks. Almost 160 innings last year and sub four ERA. People might not understand that he yeah, did that, and he seems to keep improving, Dan. So, what's your thoughts on him?
2: So, I've I've been trying to dig into Mitch Keller because it was like we, we've come full circle with him. Like he, all the hype last year was that he, um, you know, changed told changed his his motion and his arm slot. And he was throwing like what 98 or 99, and that was the big deal. But he still was like, it was straight. still leaving that pitch in the middle. Still getting hit what he did and i i you know we have a lot of smart guys in the industry right who break down pitch mix and mm-hmm. and look at how these pitchers evolve what he see he started to throw that sinker right and i mm-hmm. i think he finally clicked with him like that he needs to pitch like yes he's got a big arm yes he's good he can throw hard but like his forcing fastball does not is not a great pitch right it's if it, he throws it hard but it gets hit hard so he switched over to that sinker and that's when he really had like i don't know how he finished out the year but I'm pretty sure if you look at his splits like second half he was significantly better right
1: yes he was 100
2: right yeah. and i think a lot of that had to do with that that new pitch mix him mm-hmm. figure like figuring out kind of how to harness his stuff he doesn't have to strike everybody out right get ground balls um mix in his change up his curveball so that to me is compelling because when a guy figures out how to pitch right and he's not just trying to throw all arm and be you know like a raw talent kind of guy i mean that's that's, that's what you want, right? If you can stay on the mound sure. and give you six, seven innings a night, like so that's that's why I'm control. I think he, again, like a kind of like a post-type sleeper kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, you know, people are probably tired of Mitch Keller because he's burned <laughs> him so many times, but he's a guy I think maybe figures it out and is more worth the investment in his ADP.
1: Especially like we forget, or some people might forget, you know, his second-round pick in 2016. So right. Like, very hyped up. He's only 27, still super young. Uh, he's figuring it out. You said he's learning how to pitch, which a lot of these young kids just like to throw. Right. So it, it is very intriguing to see where that goes, and I'll, I'll keep taking. I always take flyers on Keller because I guess I'm a a stupid believer, but it started to pay off last year, so I'm I'm, I'm ready to go back to battle with that one nice. yet again. Um, you guys picked up Rich Hill. I know it's not <laughs> a sexy name by Thick any Mountain. means. Big Dick Mountain <laughs> got picked up by the uh, Pirates. He's already interviewing the curmudgeonal man, which I love talking about I saw your tweet. Oh, I my God. It was so glorious. It was so hilarious. Glorious. Like, the first interview he has, he's already, like, talking about the MLB, <laughs> screwing things up. I'm like, yep, get off my lawn. Is in Pittsburgh. This is yep. great. Um, and I, I love it from him. Like, certain guys I can take it from, he's one of them. Um, what's your thoughts, though? Like, is there fantasy relevance? We know, like, when he's on, he's good, but it's a health thing with him. He's the blister guy. There's so many questions yeah. with Rich Hill.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know that he's gonna be anything that you wanna mess around with in, in terms of fantasy. I think it's kind of a it's not a at first I reacted like most Pittsburgh fans, like, oh great, we signed a forty two year old pitcher who's washed, like, throws eighty six, like wow. But you know what? He's he's fine. He's what he's gonna give them innings, he's gonna be that guy. They needed a left handed arm. And there's worse places that pitch than PNC for a fly oh, yeah. ball left handed pitcher. I mean he's got that big left field. So I think he'll be serviceable. I don't think he's gonna, you know, I don't think he's going to be anything that you can really bank on, uh, and and the Pirates used to be known for bringing in guys retreads and kind of cleaning them up and fixing them up, and they they did that with AJ Burnett and Frankie Liriano back in the you know 2015 16. They're not doing. I don't think they that's rep, the reputation is gone for that. Like they've, if anything, have kind of been the place now that pitchers leave and have more success because they. True. You know I, we saw that with Garrett Cole and Joe. I don't want to name all of them. Joe Musgrove. <laughs> you know charlie morton every one of these guys but um so Rich Hill's just putting in time eating innings i can't i can't imagine that you really want to give him a, any kind of look for fantasy purposes but hey i mean it could be worse right i think it's yeah. one of those things where he's just gonna be a nice nice bridge Dream. guy right
1: that yeah, be a streamer from time to time probably yeah definitely, maybe definitely not a drafter that's that's no. for sure I do want to ask you about JT Brubaker because he was definitely streamable at times last year. He also got lit up at times last year, shown by the barely sub-5 ERA he came up with. But he always had strikeout stuff. So it was one of those, like, when he was on, it was interesting. When he was off, it was ugly. Um, How are we looking at a guy like JT Brubaker going into this season as he enters season 29 this year?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, he was really interesting. Unless he has some kind of total... We talked about the Mitch Keller thing with, like, a new pitch mix and, like, a new rebirth unless he has a total change of 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 um a pitch mix and that i don't i don't really see him having a whole ton of upside he did, he did have some k stuff cuz you know he and he, he throws hard and he can get on but he to me doesn't have that real strong secondary pitch he doesn't really have an, a a real great breaking ball out pitch it's like you know fastball sinker slider i don't know he doesn't really stand out to me as a guy unless at this late in his career like 29 like kind of is who he is has home run problems. I, I know I know you can get him pretty late. He's basically free. Yeah. But I think my expectations from are very low. I don't think he's he's also just kind of a placeholder until they can get some younger arms up.
1: Um, I wasn't gonna bring him up, but did you want to talk about Vinny V or you just want to move on to the bullpen?
2: Uh, I mean, I don't know because are we really gonna? Uh, <laughs> how long is he gonna be in the rotation? I don't. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of not I'm not not in on him at all. When they signed him, I was like, oh yeah i'd re- i prefer the rich hills lining to that he's yeah to me he's toast he's he just hasn't been good in so long and i don't think there's anything to, to look at there
1: 100 percent with you on that one Yeah, will head, we'll head to the bullpen real quick here and uh you got david bednar who adp of 104 like the 11th or 12th reliever off the board dude's filthy very very yeah. good stuff high leverage type pitcher slash closer for the pirates might get traded again this year who knows so, what's your thoughts on Bednar, and if something were to happen with him, who would you prof- see out of the bullpen kind of being the next guy up?
2: Yeah, great question. I mean, to me, uh, he's—I mean, you say he's eleventh, eleventh, or twelfth pitcher off the board. Yeah, uh, relief relief know, pitcher, yeah, relief pitcher off the board. I mean, that's awesome. I would definitely be grabbing him there. I know, um, you know, there's usually a run on relievers there, right, about the same time. And uh, if you end up with with Bednar because the the top, you know, crop of guys all go, I think you're pretty happy with that. Now. You know, do you think the Pirates are going to win enough games for him to have enough saves and, and, and rack up saves? I mean, that's that's always the question, right, if, in terms mm-hmm. of them being able to be competitive and, and win games. But as far, as far as him and what he's able to do and his own stats and, you know, ERA, whip, all that stuff, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a stud. I, I like him. I like taking him there. Um, things do get interesting, though, if they end up moving him, right? Like you're trying to figure out who would be the guy – would then close um i don't know i mean i know they like de Los santos they like him a lot i don't know if he'd be the next guy um i'm trying to kind of look through here like these guys it's are tough. all kind of it's what they're all kind of like the same a lot of them are kind of the same guy um
1: yeah, i feel I mean, like will crow got a couple chances last year but he's not yeah like a, he's not the dude no, um, like Jarlin Garcia got chances with the Giants. I wouldn't do that again. Like mm, uh, yeah. I thought, De Los Santos was with you as well. That's who I was taking even last year as a spec guy, right? But um, and he's filthy if you look at his numbers, right? So it's interesting.
2: Yeah, he's also the youngest of that group too. He's twenty five. You know, you're talking about Will Crow is like a converted starter, twenty eight. Like, you know, doesn't really have that that dominant closer stuff. They brought in Stevenson. I mean. I think Delos Santos is probably the the guy if you want to speculate on who's the who's the setup man and who's the other kind of higher leverage guy um, as far as the righty. I know they got you know Hernandez and, and Garcia as the lefties. So um yeah I mean but but then again I mean maybe Bender sticks around and you just hang on to him and he produces all year. I don't know. I don't know if he'll be a trade guy or not. We'll have to see what the market's like. It's hard to know what's gonna be like in July as far as the market for closers and all that
1: for sure for sure uh last thing i got for you and it's probably a, a tough one right here but besides indy rodriguez is there any buzz by some young guys in the minors like i know like travis swaggerty got a chance last year not sure what to expect there you got a couple maybe other outfielders uh you mentioned some young pitchers that maybe are coming up sooner or later uh what are the outlooks on maybe some young guys in pittsburgh
2: yes yeah, so, i mean swaggerty did some stuff last year i didn't mind him um yeah you know, he, he he had some tools he's kind of a toolsy guy with speed with a little bit of power um you know henry davis is like the the, the other big prospect but i think he's still a full year away and they're not certainly not going to rush him he battled some injuries and stuff too so i think he's got a whole nother year to kind of get seasoned at double AA, a triple a um pitching is interesting because you know there's 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 no not really that one guy that i don't know if maybe you have an opinion here but there's not really that one guy that stands out as like the next Big prospect to come up
1: to, for me at least. Um, no, I have I have nobody here. I'd say yeah. it's a smorgasbord for me of like the, at least the top three.
2: Yeah, right. So you're looking at these guys and you're just like probably have to wait and see which of them actually do anything in the minors this year because they're all just guys who you're they're all hoping the organization is hoping someone emerges, a couple of them emerge and show something right at at double AA, A, triple A to even warrant you know. The, that promotion, I mean, that's why Rich Hill and, and freaking Brubaker and Vinny yep. Velasquez are in the rotation. Like, they don't even have guys that they're ready to start out at you know, for in camp, ready to say, Hey, we want to start you at the at the major league level this year. So, it's kind of a it gets dicey, it's kind of just the dart throw down there, honestly.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting because, like, I'm just looking at roster resource here, and they, they have a bunch of them coming to camp, so that's uh, interesting to see. Give them some experience, but. Like you look at your top three potential pitching process, Yohan Aviedo, Luis Ortiz, Mike Burrows. You look at projections: four four ERA, four three nine, four four one, eighty eight right. innings, eighty one innings, sixty seven innings. So it's just like even the projections, like we have no idea,
2: right? No I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at it too. I'm looking at the same thing, and I'm like looking at I'm like which one of these guys has upside. But all of them are kind of like none of them are it's like same. super young, right? Um, That's it's
1: like. You said whoever whoever can get off to a good start at AAA, you're getting the first call. <laughs>
2: Yeah, right. That's kind of how I'm thinking, too. I mean, and I don't know, maybe maybe someone does take a big step and emerges, but it's um it's a little bit. I, I do like the fact that they're stocked. I think they're stocked up on some hitters and coming up. And that's pretty exciting for the organization. But pitching is kind of looks bleak unless unless some of these guys emerge this year. There's no there's not a lot of buzz about the next, you know, the next big arm coming up. It's, it's a very much a
1: question mark. Yeah, like you got a lot of potential prospects. If you're like you believe in prospect rankings, but they are all a bit away, as you're saying. Like even Pugero at second base and shortstop, maybe he gets a shot at something, But I wouldn't even think too much with that. So, yeah, I think we got another year or so before the uh, the prospects come up. Cause like you got uh, Nick Gonzalez. That'll be a fun one. And um, yes, yeah. but I don't even think he's coming up yet this year. No, he kind of struggled at the AFL when I was over there. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's like a year away. I mean, like you said, that the next big crop of guys are almost like a full. I mean, and they're pretty loaded. They're pretty loaded yep. in the lower levels, but like they're kind of stuck right now, coming through the single A, triple A, or single A, double A kind of channel. But triple A is just this kind of hodgepodge of like, and you hate to say it, but like I, a bunch of guys that are just kind of hanging out as placeholders there until until that next wave of guys comes through. Uh, maybe they'll make some trades uh, with Reynolds and others guys and stock up on some prospects. That'd be that'd be kind of cool since they clearly are rebuilding, but um,
1: who knows. Yeah, they're close because at least they're doing it the like okay, not the right way, but close to the right way because when you sign the Rich Hills, the Velasquez is the Santana's, these guys like they're just old dudes to place fill until your prospects show up. So they're at least kind of doing it. They're not like locking up big contracts, which is good right. to see. Uh, question I have for you. Who finishes with the worst record? The Pirates or the Reds? Uh, <laughs> you can keep your Homer hat on if you want. I don't. Care.
2: I mean, I'll be honest. The Reds are in trouble too. Like uh-huh. pretty bad, pretty bad trouble. Um, I like. I like what the Bucks are doing to an extent. I just think they. Everyone. We get this very conditioned response, Pittsburgh. Like they're willing, they're ready for the Pittsburgh because they've made so many big bad trades and front office blunders they're waiting for them to to make a really bad trade or a bad decision or sell brian reynolds for peanuts or whatever like it's just kind of like what you're used to doing but if they don't right if they can get some value out of these last few guys and and get some of these clearly talented like they they could be like a tampa bay type team in a couple years where they have you know a decent amount of young guys and they make some noise i'm not going to say they contend or anything like that but that they're respectable, like that they're an actual respectable baseball team that you would pay money to go see and not you know. There's a clip I watched last year of this this they were playing Boston and the Boston announcers were like, I don't even even heard of this guy before. They were like going down the roster and they were like, Is this even a major league team? Like they were being jerks about it, but I mean yeah, it's true. It's true. By the end of the year, it was literally guys who even baseball guys didn't know who they were. Like who Cal Mitchell, like people were like, Who was the outfield was all all prospects and not prospects, just minor league guys who aren't even prospects. Jack Stowinski, sorry, Jack he sucks. Like, he's yeah. not good. He hit a bunch of home runs last year, but he's terrible. He's not going to yeah. do anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, you know, we do, D- we do DFS every day, you're sitting there going, okay, who's pitching against the Pirates today in Pittsburgh, yep. even? That's even the best spot. Like, it's in Pittsburgh. Let's go. I'm like, you're on. on. I don't care how much you <laughs> cost. Get yep, you're in. <laughs> yeah,
2: those K props, man. Like, you know me and K props, oh, yeah. I'm like, you know, I got to do it against my own team. Like, ten strikeouts yeah. is coming. You know what is coming, but maybe it'll be a little bit better this year with some with Kutch in there. And I with... think
1: Kutch can help a lot. Santana maybe teaches some play discipline to the kids. Right. Like that's why I'm hoping that's what somebody's like. And I'm always like an optimist as a base, like guy that played baseball so much. Is you sure. bring these guys in and like I say, have these young kids sit in the dugout next to this guy. Like they need to just sit here right. and soak everything up. That should be the goal. We'll see if that's actually happening or not.
2: So, right. And so too I mean. many of those young guys. And they're at the same time, we're just like, hey, out there trying to outswing each other and and then it gets ugly real fast. But, yeah, I mean, my expectations are tempered, but um, I think there's a lot of reason to think they'll be better, although, you know, Mm -hmm. the the bar is very low. They'll be better if they uh, can stay healthy and, um, you know, these guys perform. And some of those young guys take that stuff, like we talked about Hayes and maybe Mitch Keller and Ronzi and those guys and Cruz, if they take any kind of steps, I think they'll be competitive and they'll at least, you know, won't be the the scourge of the league. So I'm gonna say Pittsburgh wins more games than the Reds because I love hate it. the Reds.
1: Love it. That's why I wanted to get a little little spark at the end there. Potentially get...
2: favorite Pittsburgh Pirate moment of my lifetime is probably watching the, the Russell Martin home run off Johnny Cueto as he drafted he dropped the ball dropped the ball against the Reds. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I hate the Reds, so i I'm, I'm gonna say Pirates.
1: There you go. Love it, love it. And on that note. We will wrap it up there, my friend. Uh, before I head out, remind everybody where they can find you and what you got going on.
2: Yeah, check me out. I'm at Thunder Dan DFS on Twitter. Um, you can link to my sub stack there if you do any kind of betting stuff. I, I'm covering the NBA here for the rest of the year, and then we'll be doing some baseball betting too. And like I said, K-Props are probably my favorite one. And, uh, yeah, check me out anytime. Always putting some stuff out there. And uh, thanks again, Bubba, for having me on, man. I was thrilled to make it. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And we'll do it again sometime. Uh, I've That's been wanting good. to have you on for a long time. This was uh, the Pittsburgh part made it easy, but we'll get you <laughs> on here again and we'll talk some fancy baseball and uh, and have some fun with it. But make sure you guys check out Dan on Twitter at Thunder Dan DFS. Sharp, sharp mind. He was the 2021 FSWA Basketball Writer of the Year. Uh, what are you nominated? I know you have at least one nomination this year. What are you nominated for this year?
2: Uh, nothing for this year. Oh, okay, um, sorry, that was no, that's okay. Eric no. again, I think. Yeah, Eric, started. Eric's nominated for everything all the time, but okay. I'm happy for him. He's a good yeah. guy, sure guy. He's
1: a great guy, but uh, yeah, check out Dan. Awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, if you get an award, you know, you know what you're doing. So, check him out, Thunder Dan DFS. And this was your Bench with Bubba Pittsburgh Pirates season preview. Catch y'all later.